0: Good morning, welcome to the Faithful Friday Podcast. My name is Tim Price from Southern Illinois, and it's great to be here with you on this beautiful Friday where we're gonna take a bit of scripture and talk about it for a moment. And today's scripture is James chapter 1, verse 22. James chapter 1, verse 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Similar to our last podcast about listening to the voice of Jesus, this is about listening to the word, not just hearing it and understanding what it says, but actually to take action on it. Allow it to change your heart, your life, and your perspective. Allow it to sink into the point that we aren't just talking about being a Christian, but we are living out being a Christian. And that's such a huge difference. As we've been thinking about and talked about over the last couple weeks, this revival took place and is taking place and will continue to take place that began at Asbury in Wilmore, Kentucky. One of the things that comes out of that type of season, I'm sure, is this desire to truly be in step with God's Spirit and not just to be thinking we are. And that's my prayer for myself and for each of us, that we would experience revival in our lives and that our churches would be more than just a place we go. It would be our identity. It would be who we are as believers in God's Son. And so that's what I want to talk about for just a minute today. The last couple episodes, I've been using this old book I found sitting around in my stuff. It's actually some illustrations for youth talks. It's uh, way back when it was by like Wayne Rice and the youth specialties outfit, if anybody has a uh, memory of that, that season back 30 years ago or whatever. But this story is actually a story called The Life Saving Station. You may have heard it before, and it talks a little bit about this verse that um, we want to make sure that we're not just listening to the word but they were doing what it says. So it starts out, that a dangerous seacoast where shipwrecks often occurred. There was once a crude little life station, life-saving station. The building was no more than a hut and there was only one boat, but a few devoted members kept a constant watch over the sea. With no, fought, no thought for themselves, they went out day and night, tirelessly searching for the lost. Some of those who were saved and various others in the surrounding area wanted to be associated with the station. And give their time, money, and effort to support the work. New boats were bought and new crews were trained. The little life saving station grew. Some of those new members of the life saving station were unhappy that the building was so crude and poorly equipped. They felt a more comfortable place should be provided as the first refuge of those who were saved from the sea. They replaced the emergency cots with beds and put better furniture in the enlarged building. Now the life saving station became a popular gathering place for its members and they decorated it beautifully and furnished it exquisitely because they used it as sort of a club. Fewer members were now interested in going to sea on life-saving missions, so they hired lifeboat crews to do this work. The life-saving motif still prevailed in this club's decoration, and there was a memorial lifeboat in the room where the club initiations were held. About this time, a large ship was wrecked off the coast, and the hired crews brought in boatloads of wet and cold half-drowned people. They were dirty and sick. Some of them were in terrible shape. The beautiful club was in chaos. Immediately, the property committee hired someone to rig up a shower house outside the club where victims of shipwrecks could be cleared before and cleaned before coming inside. At the next meeting, there was a split in the club membership. Most of the members wanted to stop the life-saving activities because they felt it was an unpleasant hindrance to the normal social life of their organization. A small number of members insisted upon life-saving as their primary purpose, and pointed out that they were still called a life-saving station. The small group's members were voted down and told that if they wanted to save more lives, they could begin their own life-saving station down the coast. So they did. As the years went by, however, the new station experienced the same changes that had occurred in the old station. It evolved into a sort of a club, and yet another life-saving station was founded. History continued repeating itself, and if you visit that seacoast today you will find a number of exclusive clubs along that shore shipwrecks are still frequent in those waters but most of the passengers drown well james 122 says don't just listen to the word actually do it if you don't do it you are deceiving yourselves jesus declared and called us and told us that our primary task was to go and make disciples to put it another way, we are to go and save lives. Unfortunately, we sometimes forget our purpose in the church. We want to recover that mission, the life-saving mission. It's not something that we hire people to do. It's not something that we hope is going to happen. It's not something that we even just strategize about. It basically comes down to we need Christian believers to be doers, not just hearers of the word. And we have to begin that right where we are, right now, each and every day. So that's my prayer for our church, my prayer for your church, and I'm praying that God's word would go out in power through his spirit at work in us with a passion to invite people to follow Christ.